Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Welcome back to the fourth floor of the CC building about the university. This is Election Shock Therapy. We're here for our 9.30-ish yeah, check-in. In the neighborhood. In yeah. Super Tuesday. Ooh. And um, joining me now, uh, we have a little bit of a change of, of lineup. We've got uh, Andy Bramson and Matt Kukum and Sam Albury. And joining us from... Subway. <laughs> she's, on, she's in a Subway restaurant. I was going to really? say Tweet Victory, I'm in su- but sure. And Seeing Animals. <laughs> <laughs> or Subway. <laughs> You're in Subway the restaurant or Subway the transit system? Subway the restaurant, yeah. They're paying for this episode. So. Oh, nice. Good. All right. This episode That's brought on. to you by Subway. Right. News, Subway, Sam, eat paying. fresh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Andy, uh, we heard uh, through Sam that you had some questions for us. Yes. Okay. So I have so many questions. Um, first of all, I'm in Gutenberg right now, Iowa, that Gutenberg. So I feel kind of like uh, a little bit outside of what's happening, but I have yes. been listening to the podcast. Um, so it seems like Biden is doing kind of, he's overperforming. Is that, yeah? I think that's fair, yeah. at least in a couple of states. There are a couple of places where he seems like he's on the button. Texas, I think, probably. Right. Minnesota, probably. He's still probably where he's where he's expected to be. But Virginia, he's he's overperforming. And well, some of the he's overperforming in Minnesota, though, compared to where so? he was a few days oh, ago. He's way overperforming Minnesota. I, I mean, because Klobuchar was doing well. If you so compare how he's factor. doing, well, right, exactly. So. so I mean, if you okay. look at the 538 model, he's he's vastly yeah. overperforming in Minnesota, partly that, because of Klobuchar. Because of the Klobuchar drama. Yeah. He's okay. overperforming That's in fair. Tennessee. Um, he's overperforming in Alabama. Yeah. Um, he certainly performed very well in the state of Virginia. He's overperforming in Massachusetts, in Maine, a little bit in Oklahoma. So he's he's having a pretty good night. Matt, can I ask you a, an impossible question then? Um, sure. Is that because the polls lagged enough that he was picking up steam, or is it because these late endorsements and people getting out of the race created a vacuum that he filled? All the above. Um, okay. So, so you know, I, I'm not Nate Silver. Obviously, he's the uh, the gentleman who put together uh, this fabulous model. But he would say that the model was already trying to take into account the bounce that mm. Biden would get okay. um, from South Carolina. But even after South Carolina, you get some um, other other things that are going to further help him. Right. So mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar mm-hmm. dropping out, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg dropping out mm-hmm. as well, um, and and those happen so recently yep. that the model really can't doesn't have right. time to take those into account um it was interesting there's some exit poll data um in the state of um, um north north carolina and uh, exit poll data polling data that showed um the absentee ballots um which of course were turned in over a period of time over the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks and then the actual um voting from today and it turns out that um, the difference between the two is is significant. Okay. Um, there's a lot, like the difference between, you know, what Biden got in the absentee ballots and what he got today is 25 percent, 25 wow. points. Okay. Right? Wow. So you get a lot of people yeah. deciding, you know, basically the day of that they're going to go for Biden. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, again, we still can't quite pull that apart because it is possible yep. that people who vote absentee just are systematically different from people who vote it's possible. Uh, right. the day of. Right. 
All right, Annie, you got another question for us? Yeah, okay. So I was curious. Um, so in the last 48 hours, obviously, we've seen big changes in who are still right. um, like running. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone like Warren, uh, I guess on Twitter, there's been trending hashtags of Bernie endorse Warren, Warren endorse Bernie. <laughs> and so obviously, that shows <laughs> right. a split in the progressive camp. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious how much... Uh, there's been a lot of talk of Warren should do what Klobuchar and what yeah. um, Buttigieg did and kind of give Bernie that endorsement so that we can have a progressive on the ticket. And I'm curious how much her staying in the race is really affecting Bernie. Do you think that it's a big effect on him or would it probably be about what it is anyway? This gets back to an ongoing conversation yeah, that we've yeah. had about lanes. Right. And I think this is going to be a fascinating question that we can't quite answer tonight. Right. But the default media assumption and the common sense wisdom is that people like Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, when they get out of the race because they're comparatively moderate or pitching themselves as comparative moderates, that a mm. lot of their votes matriculate over to Joe Biden. And if Elizabeth Warren got out of the race, that a lot of her votes would matriculate over to Bernie uh, Sanders. I'm just not convinced that that's true. Right. I'm not sure that the yeah. lane thing actually exists. Right. And I don't know of all of Warren's votes, if she suddenly wasn't there, if they would go – I don't think they would go 100% to Sanders. No. I don't think anybody thinks that. But I'm not even yeah. sure that more, much more than a plurality would right. go to, would go to, uh, to, 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 to Sanders. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, Yeah, I'm skeptical that they could just – like that she would consolidate – I mean, her votes would consolidate behind him. I think people who really love Bernie are already with him. Um, I think, you know, Sanders has, a, or sorry, Warren has a mix of people who are, you know, they want these certain policies proposals. They are, some of them are very progressive, but I think some of those people go to Biden and Bloomberg. So yeah. I, okay. I'm kind of skeptical. It yeah. really helps him. I mean, with that a much. couple, a couple of factors here. So, I mean, is in regards to the lanes, the only thing you could say really to definitively about the lanes is that Sanders definitely has those people who count themselves to be very liberal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Everyone else who consider themselves, you know, yeah. liberal, somewhat yeah. liberal, you know, moderate are kind of scattered across the other candidates um, who don't, you know, fit neatly into any one lane. Also, right. uh, Warren supporters tend to be more highly educated. Sanders supporters mm-hmm. tend to be lower educated. Um, sure. And so that's that's also something to, to keep in mind as well. One, one more thing to throw in the fire here is that's um, uh, Elizabeth Warren <laughs> seems to be a more... Um, Committed member of the Democratic Party, I'll, I'll put it right. that way, yep. and then Bernie Sanders is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Sanders is a Democrat when he's running for the Democratic nomination for president. Otherwise, he's a Democratic Socialist yep. who sort of sits at odds with the party, which is one of the reasons why there's been such antipathy within party elites towards him in 2016 and yeah. and in 2020. And so I really do think that it's not a, it's not a given that if Warren drops out, and I think it's likely she drops out soon – that she would endorse Bernie naturally. I think she might not endorse Biden, but she might just wait and hold off. Yeah, I mean, the antipathy between the two, you can even see it on the debate stage. It's it's palpable, right? I mean, they had this sort of non-aggression pact thing going for quite some time, but they really don't like each other that very much. And I think Warren had sort of seen herself coming in. It's like, well, Sanders has had a shot. Um, before and now I'm the someone who's going to carry you know carry sort of the progressive mantle, but Bernie has steamrolled ahead because his supporters are you know so staunchly behind him. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, another way to put that is like, I'm just not convinced she necessarily prefers him to Biden. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that she's enough in between them that she might say, you know what, Joe Biden is actually more better positioned to actually get some things passed. And so even if it's not everything I'd like, um, that he might be able to get more things done than, than Sanders, who is likely going to lead us into gridlock if he gets elected. I mean, I don't think he's not very likely to get a lot of stuff actually through Congress, is my guess. Okay. Annie, is that, do you have one more question for us? Okay, can I have one more? Please, one more. even two. If you okay. <laughs> okay, there might be a multiple question. Wait, wait, can I ask you a question first, though, before you jump into this? Yeah. <clears throat> I know that you are a struggling vegan. Uh, what is your Subway order? Um, it was a salad. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> does, Subway, yeah. does Subway make a good salad? Um, yeah. I- <laughs> That was a bit of a long pause. It was a long pause. For the price, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty good. They are sponsoring this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. That is the right answer. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Where's my subway sandwich? <laughs> anyway. Okay, so um, this is slightly my own speculation based on no facts. So please. <laughs> oh, we always welcome that. And redirect. But um, so I'm thinking about how how Klobuchar and Buttigieg did drop out. And Mm -hmm. um, part of that, I feel like you guys already referenced in an earlier episode tonight, uh, maybe some writing on the wall with earlier primaries. But um, do you think that it's also to try to secure a comfy seat in the administration? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on kind of next steps for some of these candidates that will be dropping out. Someone like Buttigieg, maybe he's looking for a governor position, right? or, mm-hmm. or potentially would, uh, and and then if, if we're really going to speculate and look ahead, would someone like if if Biden were to get on the ticket, he were to become president, um, he just serves a four-year term, gets that whole president thing out of his system. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, it's never out of their system. No, Been there, done that, over mm-hmm. it. Um, and because of his aging, right? But um, would someone like Buttigieg be looking for maybe trying to get on? Um, the next then presidential election. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Buttigieg, I mean, he's 38. He's got a long career ahead of him. There might even be some intermediary steps before he gets on a presidential ticket. He may not want to be vice president yet. I mean, he, you know, he may be thinking about Dan Quayle even uh, and getting in that process too early and then kind of getting yeah. essentially boxed out of, pre- of future positions. Right. Um, I've heard anything from Indiana Senate seat for Buttigieg to yeah. another um, kind of a maybe a run at governor, although it's hard to imagine him being really getting a lot of traction in very conservative Indiana for, for governor or Senate. Right. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he might be going for the administ- for a position in the administration. He might he might be an interesting VP pick. I have a feeling that whether it's Biden or Bernie, there's going to be strong push to diversify the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than his. Um, his LGBTQ status, I don't know that, that Buttigieg does that. Klobuchar, I think, is a more likely person to enter into the administration. Now, yeah. that said, she has a very safe Senate, Senate seat in Minnesota. She's very popular mm-hmm. here. So I don't. I think she could very comfortably sit, slide back into the Senate and be perfectly sure. happy yeah. and effective there. She's a very effective senator. Yeah, she is. Um, but she also might have grander designs mm-hmm. than that, and I'm not sure what those would be. Well, I, mean, I think the most likely for Klobuchar is she either ends up – I mean, vice president, she's got to be on the short list. She's a classic vice presidential pick. Like, 
swing stay, do no harm, you know, add something to the ticket that's not going to be there. You know, so she's she checks a lot yeah. of boxes and she'll never do anything stupid to embarrass the ticket, right? Which is oh, the a really high. Klobuchar Pence debates would be scintillating. Oh, well, vice presidential debates usually aren't much fun unless Joe Biden's part of them. Those ones are a little more entertaining, but. Um, yeah, Dick Cheney's were occasionally entertaining too. Come but Stacey Abrams um, would body slam Mike Pence, and you know, Stacey Abrams. Now that would be entertaining. <laughs> but but I think the other thing you could say Klobuchar doing is like justice. I mean, she could mm-hmm. actually be a really good Attorney General. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's well positioned to do that. Yeah. But whether she wants to do that or not, I think Pete's angling for some kind of position in the administration. But the other thing I think with both of them is they've done reasonably well, um, and it was not going to get better for them. I mean, Klobuchar might have had a chance at Minnesota. Um, if she'd stayed in. But after that, where was she going to win? Right. Um, Buttigieg was clearly going to perform not that great on Super Tuesday. He probably wasn't going to even hit 15% most places. So you get out while you know, you've had a reasonably positive experience and you have a chance to play again later. And you also win some goodwill in the party because mm-hmm. you get out and you endorse the person the party wants, which is Biden. Right. Other I mean, people fall in this category too, yeah. including Kamala Harris, Cory yep. Booker, mm-hmm. um, um, Julian yep. Castro, yep. are all people that we should think about as possible yep. future Absolutely. running mates or administration yep. folks. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank sure. Yeah. Thanks for calling Thanks. in. Yeah, I think Subway. And thanks, gonna- and thanks to Subway for sponsoring this segment <laughs> of Election yeah. Shock Therapy. Delicious salads. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, anything besides um, Subway that you'd like to plug while you have uh, the ear of the Election Shock Therapy oh. crowd? Yeah. Um, so uh, Taco Bell is also. <laughs> Um, I'm not, not exactly. Sure. I'm not sure that's what Walbury meant. <laughs> My kids are big fans already of Taco Bell. Not this podcast, to be clear. So, um, Taco Bell. Also- when you don't like Mexican, but you still enjoy diarrhea. Taco Bell. How? <laughs> wow. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. Um, Chris. Also, though. <laughs> there goes that sponsorship. The first segue from diarrhea to. <laughs> My podcast <laughs> is just released the third episode. Wow. It, it does not have to do with, well, it does have to do with food, but not bodily functions. So oh, good. Um, check that out. We interviewed uh, someone in Columbus, Ohio, who owns a vegan salon. Oh, H. Yeah. Great place. <laughs> a swing state, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although increasingly, increasingly red. but Increasingly uh, red but, swing But state, not Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I listened to the podcast, and I thought that was fascinating. Just the kind of the variation and almost even the internal debate about what qualifies as vegan, I thought was really interesting and something I never thought of. So, oh, yes, yeah, silkworms and beeswax and all these things that I don't think are necessarily on our radar. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, very cool. All right, um, and also check out uh, Tweet Victory. That'll be coming out this yep. Friday, right? Every Friday. Every Friday. Until the end of time. And you can wow. follow at, at any underscore Berglund and yes. at CWC Radio. That's right. All right, and All right. I am at Dr. Chris Moore. If you want to follow me, <laughs> I don't ever tweet, but you can do it. All right, thanks, friends. Uh, I think we're signing off for the night. So on behalf of my colleagues here at uh, Bethel University, you've been listening to this segmented uh, series of podcasts, Election Shock Therapy. Oh, wait. Matt's giving me the high sign. You got some, you got some uh, information here? As we what? Started. We're, we're signing, signing off? off already? There's, maybe. Wow. Maybe. To say. No. We should come back. Chris in. is an old guy. Yeah, we can do one more. Yeah, we should do one more. One more? Yeah. One more. Yes. We got one more. Oh, I feel like that guy who does one last run before he retires and gets offed. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, you can go home if you want. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, no. I'm sticking it out. Okay. All right. Full 
false can alarm. Bring back post. We may be back here. Um, I won't. I won't say it yet. But go Royals. All right. Yeah. We'll be back. Bye.